Welcome back to Book Talks Podcast. This is Kayla. And Marissa. And this week we read Something Wilder by Christina Lauren. Which, for those who don't know, this is a writing duo, not a singular author. It took me a couple books to realize that. Yes, Christina and Lauren. And someday, Kayla and Marissa. I really do think we can write a book together. I, I feel strongly about this. Yeah, but it wouldn't be, I don't feel like Kayla Marissa is the name the way Christina Lauren is. I feel like if we wrote a book, it would actually be very similar to the kind of book that this is because it has that romance, but it has so much action in it. I felt like it was like a twist. It had like a taste of it for both of us. I mean, literally in our podcast with Dervla, which was posted last week, I said the way to make a romance into a thriller is to kill someone off. And what does something wilder do? (laughs) Oh, so spoiler warning, I'm gonna give it early before I forget because I was almost gonna say like who fell off the fell off. Dun dun dun. But spoiler warning, we'll spoil everything. We are going back to our normal style. So we're just discussing the book, our thoughts about the book, and we're gonna spoil the whole damn book. So if you have not read it, read it and come back to us. But yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked it too. It did really stress me out. Yeah, the ending, I was like, like I was like feeling like I was reading really fast just to like figure out who, like, what was going to happen because I was anxious. Oh, same. Um, which like, I'm not normally that anxious during thrillers, but I think it was the fact that there was so much on the line with this one. Like there's a romance and then literally their lives were on the line. So, you know, it was a little stressful. Yeah, I feel like they weren't going to end up together unless they found the treasure, honestly. Which was kind of dumb. I feel like they were meant to be together. I like I I feel that way about all romances, though, where it's like, you're obviously going to be together. Like, stop coming up with excuses why you can't be together. I know, but then I put myself in situations like that, and I think I'd be right where she was. I would be scared to trust him again. Like, I don't think I could ever trust him again if he just, like, walked out on me and, like, didn't call. Like, there is no way that I'd... I'm so stubborn that, like, my ass would not let him back in. But he did call. I just want to, pre- like, you know... I know he called, but if in my head, I say <laughs> that he's not... He didn't call, and then, it, like, tw- like, 10 years passed... And I, like, resent this man. Like, I'm not going to forgive him in a week. Yeah, no, that's true. And they were literally only together for one more week when all this was going down. So, Like, yeah, no, I feel like I definitely would have held my grudge a little longer. I mean, I feel like it's probably not the healthiest of coping mechanisms. I really hated Bradley from the start. I I wanted to like Bradley because Bradley was best friends with Leo. And so I really didn't think Bradley was gonna be a bad guy I just thought he was kind of like a a little sleazy but in a respectful way I feel like it was a perfect twist like the whenever Bradley shows up and they're like at the stump again and he's like what are you guys doing buds and like I was like oh my god this is the sketchiest guy I've ever met my entire life like I don't know I, I was like, what are the odds that he stumbled down there and found them? Like, we just followed them as they nearly died crossing the river. Like, Leo fell and got hurt. Like, he rolled down a mountain or something. And I'm like, how the heck did Bradley, this freaking novice, get down there when Leo and Lily were super skilled? But I guess it was just that he was following them or knew where they were or something. I do wonder how the other people got across, like, especially like the river, like kind of sound like a double team needed adventure. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, did like Bradley just like watch them bang across from the river or something? Or like, I was thinking that was everyone listening when they were in that cabin? <laughs> well, I guess so. They didn't bang in the river. They just like had relations that were not that far. But like, yeah, I'm sure like in this like dark cave, like all the sounds are echoed. So I guess life update. Um, me and Marissa met at work and I just quit that job. <laughs> Friendship over. This is the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> I feel like this is like, we'll still be close. Yeah. Um, Until you make all your new friends at your new job and start a podcast with them. I literally only work with three other people now. Like there's no other friends to make. (laughs) But my friend, so I'm going to work in one Vanderbilt, which is the new skyscraper on the east side of the city of Manhattan. And my friend Lexi works there. And she says that they do socials for everyone in the building once a quarter. And she went and she's like, it's a really good place to meet somebody. Like there's a lot of cute boys. So I got excited about that because like they wouldn't be in my company, like they would just be in the building. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of people actually work in that building, so I'm excited. But when she went, I was like, "Mm." that's actually so nice that they do that, like uh, social, because it's so hard to meet people in Manhattan when you're working all the time, and then like if you don't want to date someone from work. (laughs) Okay, back to the book. Let's do the synopsis. Synopsis. That's a long synopsis. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, you're editing this, so you can just cut it up, you know, however. But the synopsis is, growing up the daughter of notorious treasure hunter Duke Wilder left Lily without much patience for the profession or much money in the bank. But Lily is nothing if not resourceful and now uses Duke's hand-drawn maps to guide tourists on treasure hunts through the canyons of Utah. It pays the bills but doesn't leave enough to buy back the beloved ranch her father sold years ago and definitely not enough to deal with the sight of her first love walking back into her life with a motley crew of friends ready to hit the trails. Leo Grady knew mirages were a thing in the desert. But when the silhouette of his greatest regret comes into focus in the flickering light of the campfire, Leo wants nothing more than to reconnect with his first and only love. Lily Wilder, though, is all business, drawing a clear line in the sand. It's never going to happen. But when the trip goes horribly and hilariously wrong, there's a chance to fix the mistakes of Duke's past. Did it really say horribly and hilariously wrong? I I wouldn't think someone falling off a cliff is hilarious. Sorry. Anyway, um, I was kind of happy about him falling off the cliff. If we're being honest, I mean, I I was too. But I I would hate to title someone's death hilarious. (laughs) But um, you know, when it goes horribly and hilarious wrong, there's a chance to fix the mistake, fix the mistakes of Duke's past and their own, and find the legendary treasure that might not have been a gimmick after all. Alone under the stars in the isolated and dangerous mazes of the Canyonlands, Leo and Lily risk their lives and hearts on the adventure of a lifetime. I always wonder, I feel like synopsis writers have a true talent mm. because I can never summarize literally anything. The fact that you can summarize this big ass book in like a paragraph amazes me. But I feel like it's actually a pretty good synopsis because it doesn't give that much away. But it also yep. gives you an idea, like when we read that cult book and the synopsis was like so far-fetched, I did not even mention a cult once. And we were so like, what the fuck are you reading? Um, so yeah. yeah, fan of that. Um, I like Christina Lauren. I don't think this is my favorite book of theirs, though. This is my favorite book of theirs. 
<laughs> but that's because it's like a thriller. I literally the whole time was like this. I like literally when Bradley goes off the edge of the cliff, my mom walked into the room and I put the book down and I said, mom, I'm really confused because I'm reading a romance, but someone just got pushed off a cliff. And now I'm wondering if it's actually a thriller. And it was like, it was like, it combined our two loves, romance and thriller and like treasure hunting. I thought it was really cool. I think it's a cool book. It made me too anxious. It did make me anxious when they, like, even before the people showed up and like pulled a gun on them, I was getting nervous because all the things they had to do and like Leo falling down the the cliff and then like crossing the river. And I thought they were going to die. Even though I knew they weren't going to die. I was like, well, one could be seriously maimed or injured. So it was stressful. I also just feel like I knew something. I knew it was never going to work out like for a shot because, you know, it's a book and like things have to go wrong. I always like remind myself that. So when I think it's over, I, I can get mad because I'm like, oh, it's just a book. Like they're going to, it's going to work out in the end anyway. No, it, it stressed me out. I mean, I liked it. I don't dislike it. If I'm going to rank the books that I've read, I think The Unhoneymoon is my fave from theirs. Which I and haven't read. I do think this one would be second. Um, and I think In Holidays was third and uh, The uh, Honey Don't List is fourth. But I've only read four of her books. Okay. Did you think there was going to be treasure at the end? I feel like there had to be. Okay. Because we were reading like this, I literally the half of the book was like about this treasure hunt. Like how, like, I just feel like you should piss off so many readers if like there was no treasure. I, I was so scared it was going to get to the end and he was going to like, just leave her a note and be like, the treasure was in you all along. The treasure is the journey. And I was like stressed out. Like what if there's actually no treasure? I feel like how awful Lily's parents are was like undermined yeah I think the mom was really awful to like leave her as a child yeah like I just felt like Lily just played it off like oh no problem like (laughs) my mom left me my dad was too busy chasing treasures to love me like sold the only thing that I've ever loved (laughs) like yeah like it's fine (laughs) and then I feel like at the end it was kind of unjust to make it be such a sweet like father-daughter treasure hunt and like her name was the key to all of it and I was like yeah but he was never around he was he prioritized his adventures over her yeah I thought he was a shit father I also just thought like his note was kind of I feel like his note wasn't as good as it could have been like I don't know (laughs) Like it wasn't that meaningful. Like he's like, it was all about him. He's like, oh, I, w- I think I'm probably behind you, or I wish. I mean, I wanted us to be together. Like it was never about her, or like I feel like he never really expressed like he actually loved her. Like he honestly still loved just tra- like I think he just enjoyed setting this up for her. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't like looking back. Definitely wasn't um, father of the year, but he did leave her like ten million dollars, so that counts for something. I just feel. I whenever like he kind of lied about selling the the ranch where he was like oh like take care of it, it's all yours now and then like literally two weeks later like or maybe a month or two like sells it right like underneath her I just feel like that was a dick move yeah that was so awful the book literally starts out with her being like the ranch is mine now I get to do this my way it's my life and then we find out 
as he was walking out the door and she was having all those thoughts, he was literally going to a meeting to sell the freaking ranch. Like, what a dick. Yeah, like, and gave her no warning. Like, I felt so bad because she probably was like, my life's so perfect. And then literally, like, just <laughs> it hits the fan immediately. Immediately. Um, I do love these kinds of love stories where it's like, like, fr- like friends to lovers or almost like exes to lovers because it doesn't seem that far-fetched that there's like this instant connection. Like, if this is, like, a random, like, Leo just came on a random, like, trip, and, like, he fell in love instantly, like, insta-love, like, it would be so not believable. It would just be too much of, like, fiction, where I feel like, I don't know, exes, you do just fall back in love, and, like, especially when you're, like, kids, and, like, I feel like I heard a story at the time where, like, we were together when we were kids, we broke up, and we got divorced, and, like, we've been back together again, and, like, it was, like, it, like we never left that kind of thing so yeah and I think they were each other's first loves and we all like always hold a special place for our first love or whatever I do feel like his obsession with his sister is really creepy <laughs> well he kind of like became a father figure to his sister he was like weirdly in love with her I feel like oh <laughs> um, okay this isn't the shadow hunter series there was no incest <laughs> triggered um I don't know whenever they were like in the cabin and he's like he talked about um I forget his sister's name actually but like oh Cora when he talked about Cora so much that I feel like I can like see her I was like that's fucking weird (laughs) (laughs) as they're as they're banging he's like Cora no just kidding (laughs) no I didn't I didn't think their relationship was creepy I just thought he like had to take on too much responsibility as a young in and like had to be her dad. And that's kind of, I don't like those stories. Would, where, if you were dating a boy, would you describe your sister in that much detail that he couldn't visualize her? Most guys I know do not talk about their sisters like at all. So. Uh, <laughs> no, I, but. yeah, I guess like it was a little weird. I, I was, I think that's why Bradley's betrayal hurt so much because he was Cora's uncle, like, uncle uncle brad and i just like didn't think christina lauren would break up their little weird family it was a perfect twist it, it was. was like a beautiful twist was. because i didn't even think about the fourth number in the group chat when the two friends came you know i did but never in my wildest dreams did i think bradley was number four like I I mean, I did think about it. I was like, okay, so there's two of them. One got pushed off. That means there's someone else out there. But I was like, my mind wasn't close to Bradley. I wasn't even thinking like someone's going to show up. What was your take on Walt? Because I kind of pictured him as like this like four foot two, like really like nerdy old man. Nerdy, (laughs) not old, but like nerdy man. And then whenever, was it Nick or Nicole? Um, Nick was like, they like, made out the end I was like I picture her being like really like five foot eight like really strong and buff and I Mm -hmm. just like I can't picture them making out (laughs) I had a really hard time picturing her and Walt because they had kind of like an instant connection where she like um who was it uh Lily had said like oh Walt's her type like nerdy and like a loser or something I don't know what she said but I was like okay that's kind of weird because I did I didn't picture Walt as short I pictured him as like really tall and gangly but like a loser like not an attractive loser just like a loser I pictured him bringing his inhaler on this trip yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so, Me too. Like, yeah, I just felt like Nicole was like this, like Nick was like this badass. And I was like, what is she seeing Walt? But I mean, like teach their own. Um, but... Walt's the type who's probably allergic to peanuts. Yeah, I can see that. He's, he's like EpiPen. Poor Walt. He, he was nice though. I knew somehow they were going to end up alone in the tent. Like it was kind of like oh. I knew it was coming. Like it was, it just had to be there. Like there was never yeah. a time where there wasn't going to be like this one bed situation. Yeah, I mean, this was the perfect story for the one small cabin, one bed trope. Like, this story was it, so. I think of those cabins whenever, like, she went to that one cabin and it was, like, probably hasn't been touched in, like, years. And I think about how much, like, it's probably cobwebbed and, like, animals in it. And they're just, like, laying on the floor, like, having sex. And I was, like, I would be, like, crawling out of my skin uncomfortable. Like, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I'm so not like a like a desert gal. Not e- like not even that, but I just feel like a, a an outdoor person. Like people who just lay in the grass and don't worry about bugs. I worry about bugs crawling on me when, like, even when we were at Central Park and we laid on a blanket. I was like, is there gonna be a spider crawling on this blanket? Like, I just don't like that. And they were just very outdoorsy. I, I mean, same pair of clothes for like a week. Yeah. Also, I thought it was really funny how she they described her bra as like a cotton bra. And I was like, you've been hiking for a week in a cotton bra. Like, <laughs> that's what you were to go hiking? <laughs> Absolutely not. Sports bra only. Yeah, no. I mean, like I take midday showers like on the reg. So, like <laughs> I would just not survive. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be an experience. Like I do think it would be fun. Like as we were reading this, I was like, it would be really fun to go out for the week and you know, whatever, wild, wildlife it, like be a cowboy, ditch the phones, camp on this tour guide, guided trip, whatever, like that would be really fun. But it would only be fun because I knew I'd be returning to my luxury lifestyle when I got home. Like Lily Wilder's life is just that. (laughs) That is her whole life. Imagine it was like me and and our Lily on one of those (laughs) adventures. It would be horrible. <laughs> we would all be complaining at multiple points during the trip, I'm sure. Have you been to any of these places? So I did go to Canyonlands. And one of the places they talked about did sound familiar. And then, like, I do know um, the mazes of Canyonlands. I knew what she was talking about. And then, the, like, the Green River or something. But I don't think I went where they went and if you read the acknowledgments they even said like some of the places were made up um but I was like oh this is so cool because I was literally in Canyonlands and some of this is familiar okay so that's cool yeah Yeah. I was was that the trip with Lily no so Lily and I did go into Canyonlands for like 10 minutes um and we saw like one thing in Canyonlands and then we left uh but I explored Canyonlands more on my second trip there to Arches. Gotcha. And I went to Canyonlands. Just our, just our um, desert gal. Yeah. It is really pretty. Like, I 10 out of 10 recommend going to Canyonlands. It's very pretty. But um, I stay on, like, the paved trails or, you know, the well-marked trails. I don't do what they did in this book. Even though, like, once she took them on for their vacation, like, without even the treasure hunt was, like, seemed a little dangerous yeah pretty pretty uh remote so would this be your favorite rom-com this year 
No, I don't think it's my favorite rom-com because it really stressed me out. Like, I like being stressed with thrillers, but this one, normally with thrillers, there's no, like, romance aspect. And so I feel like this one made it even more stressful in that sense because of the romance. So, no, it wasn't my favorite, but it was, like, a really fun, adventurous book, and it at the end of it, it made me want to be like a 5am girl who gets up and does her chores. And I was like, I could live on a farm. But you know, you do wake up at like 6am. I uh, haven't this week. But yeah, I need to I think I'm gonna start getting up at like 5am to beat the heat. Oh, I'm I'm a 7am kind of gal. (laughs) I have been working out lately, though, because you know, we're just we quit our toxic job, we're working out every day, we're trying to live a healthier life. That's good. Trying to be healthier. I was, yeah. We're just, I cut my hair off. Um, for Are you those who again? No. Um, I actually, so I went to this festival of like 305 fitness. And it's like a hip hop Zumba class. Ooh. Um, so I did it yesterday. I did today. I got the app class pass. So it's like $89 a month. And you get like, an, like a series of credits and like, the credits vary for which cat like class you can book so you can book kind of anything in the city so i did like yoga one day with it and then i've done like the zuma class twice so that's fun fun experience i actually don't know if like financially it's like better to just get a pass with them but it's also on the 33rd so i never want to go down there Mm. um but yeah i'm trying to make more of a conscious effort to work out but then also to figure out time to read. But this week has been back. I've just been like super stressed about quitting because quitting actually just really sucks. Yeah. With, like every fiber of my being. Like I just don't want to ever quit a job again. Honestly, everything you're going through with quitting, now I'm like, crap, I can never quit my job. I'm kind of happy it's over with. I'm kind of happy I'm leaving town tomorrow. But um, yeah. Are you on PTO? No, I'm going to work there. And then I took off on Friday. I will be smooth sailing. So yeah, I need to make time to read now, but I started reading One Italian Summer, which I'm actually really liking. And you read C- Caraval? Yeah, I did. I, I did audio for that one, and I loved it. And I saw you ordered all three of them. Yes. I had to have them on my bookshelf. It was so pretty. Because I, I read the Once Upon a Broken Heart, too. Okay. So I'm, like, doing all Stephanie Garber's books. But, yeah, no, big fan of that book. Uh, I don't actually know what to read next. Well, I need to finish House of Sky and Breath because I'm 70% done. I just wow. haven't had a chance to finish reading it. Yeah, I'm only on page like 300, so I have a ways to go. I struggle with books like this because like I have nothing to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, like the book was really good. I really liked Lily and Leo. I liked how he was willing to give up his life to be with her because she was the most important thing. And... I don't know. I didn't love Nick and Walt getting together at the end, but it's like their own little family. So they're all going to like live together, I guess. I kind of get like why she wouldn't bend, but I also frustrated me whenever like he like, we'll figure it out. Like, just can you come to New York for like a month or two? And she was like, no. Yeah. I was like, he's going to operate his entire life for you. Like you can give up a couple months. Like you're not a city gal or anything like that, but like, I don't know, just like, give him a month to pack up his life yeah she was very uncompromising like every time he said we'll figure it out we'll make it work and she's just like oh it can't work because I will never go to New York it's like you can't compromise like I liked when he was talking about buying a ranch in New York like buying a big piece of land and being like oh we could have our own 
farm in New York, whatever. I was like, that's really sweet of him. Like he's already thinking of the future, thinking of how to make it work. And she's just like, no. <laughs> it was very uncompromising. I think it like stems from her being like just hurt in the past and like yeah. severe abandonment issues. But and she like didn't want to leave Nick alone. But like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I it rubbed me the wrong way because he was like so willing to to like give her anything, which makes me feel like I know. Like, I think maybe she touched on it. Like, he gave up so much for Cora, and he's mm-hmm. kind of just doing it all over again with with her with Lily. Yeah, it, which is like, I guess maybe how different their lives are. They both can't get what they want in the sense that like he's never gonna have freedom to just care about himself and she's never going to like if she were to you know go to him on his terms versus if he goes to her on her terms and there was like no way to meet in the middle I guess yeah so I guess one of them had to kind of have the upper hand I just I feel like there was probably a middle ground but it wasn't a horrible ending no I think and I think Leo wanted to be on the ranch yeah, I I do feel like he was a very outdoorsy person. Like of the of the guys on the trip, he was the one who like knew how to ride the horse and was really good at hiking and all that stuff. How do these boys just like pick up horseback riding to the extreme on like cliff edges like that? Like they're like, oh, I've been on it once in my life. Let me go ride on a cliff. I don't even think I could do that. Also, like, do you know how sore you would be after six to eight hours of riding a horse? literally I went on a horse ride for two hours one time, like maybe an hour and a half. And I threw up on the back of the horse. (laughs) I got off the horse and kept throwing up. They had to come get a golf cart to take me back. I couldn't walk. Like this is a few years ago. (laughs) Why were you throwing up? I got motion sick on the back Uh of the horse. (laughs) Literally. I got sick on the horse. Um, not like on the horse, uh, like he was fine. But I'm just saying, like, I couldn't imagine going on a vacation, right, where I'm thinking we're going to be chilling because it's a vacation and then being like, surprise, ditch your phone. We're riding a horse for eight hours a day on the edge of a cliff. Don't fall off. We used to go to this place growing up. It's called Rocking Horse Ranch. And you'd like ride horses. But like, that was like the, it was like maybe an hour's tops and I didn't get sick, but um, I didn't get sick. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. And like, I consider myself pretty athletic and like, I don't think I can do a horse for that long. Yeah. It's just like such an adjustment and like, yeah, you, you get sore, tired, it's hot and no breaks. And two, it's like a vacation. Do you really want to spend all day, every day riding a horse and then sleeping in a tent? Well, the, so the, whoever organized the vacation kept on changing. So first it was Bradley and then it was like, he was too lazy to plan it, too Terry planned it. And then really it was like him and Terry planning it to about the whole thing. And he knew that Leo and Lily were together. Like he needed her distracted. Like it was just like Bradley was a mat, like a manipulator to like extremes. Yeah. Also the fact that they brought zip ties to like tie people up and they brought guns. Like they were not just planning to sneak off and do the treasure hunt and not harm anyone. Like their plan was to potentially harm people to get this dang treasure. I mean, I was happy Terry died. Like, I did not like him at all. From, did the, you th- from the get-go, he was just, like, someone I wanted to punch. Oh, he was horrible from the get-go. Literally, Nick and Lily kept trying to put him in his place, and he just kept being a sleazebag. He was just, like, so sexist. Couple calling him darling. Like, they were, like, literally leading it. Like, they were stronger than you. Like, it was just... Ugh. 
I was mad at Bradley for inviting him. I know. I couldn't believe I was like, you didn't run it past your other two friends who you always take this trip with. Like you just randomly invited Terry, which looking back, like it makes sense now, obviously, because they had a plan from the start. But when I was first reading, I was like, seriously, Bradley, you're kind of a shit friend. (laughs) I fully agree. Like, yeah, I'd be pissed. I don't like like, no new friends. (laughs) I'm an introvert for a reason. It's funny because I, I feel like you view me as an extrovert, but my friends in the city are like, no, okay, like you're an introvert. Like I would only invite you to like curated friend events. And I'm like, <laughs> you don't see me in accounting. <laughs> yeah, no, I think in the accounting world, you're pretty extroverted. If yeah, you think I of it, like I'm the cool kid in accounting. <laughs> yeah, you're the cool kid in accounting. I'm not the cool kid in life. <laughs> I literally like a book podcast and I do taxes. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I picture Lily just being like a cool girl, like, who can wear jeans all the time because I hate wearing jeans for more than I need to. So, like, I feel like just cool girls wear jeans all the time for fun. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, even like in uh, high school when I was like a dancer and super athletic, super fit. I hated wearing jeans. I only wore them if I absolutely had to. And the girls who wore the jeans all the time were the cool ones. And they wore the low, low rise jeans. Cause we grew up in the early two thousands. And I was like, dang, I, was I can't do way. that. I just felt like uncomfortable and then I get sweaty. And then I was like, no, I like, like ha- dresses only. hiking. She went hiking in jeans. Uh, like, and I get you kind of need them to ride a horse a lot because I feel like don't they true. protect your like thighs or something like that that's true the but, yeah I mean like whenever she left the horses and was going on walk I it would get shorts or get like leggings 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 Lily Wilder have you ever heard of Fabletics <laughs> I love those leggings um <laughs> yeah so no I yeah so I think I feel like she's a cool girl I feel like she's a cool girl I don't think we'll ever be those girls who can like lead hunts in the desert by ourselves Nick Nick to me was a really cool girl like just totally badass like um like and maybe that's why she was into Walt because she could like take charge with him but yeah I thought like Nick and Nick was very cool I was like did I I I recorded right I had a panic attack um what I would else? read more Christina Warren books. What do you What do you think about their writing? I love their writing. I really don't know how they do it because I they usually always write uh, with like two perspectives, the guy and the girl. And so I was like, well, does one write the guy and one write the girls? But the writing is so seamless that I feel like they do the whole thing together and I just don't know how. I do too. I, so that's why I read the roughest draft which is like a writing duo as well and they like wrote their process and it was like it was a really cool book because I appreciate the writing part not that I have gone very far in my writing but like I appreciate it and I feel like I I've been like thinking about writing a lot whenever I read these books now so I feel like it's kind of has to be something like that which actually said the people who wrote the roughest draft is a couple who writes together so goals yeah, no, that, that book was really good. But I think that's what they have to be like. Like, so it was, I don't want to give the book away, but like they would like one person write like a, like a scene and then send to the other person to edit. And like they would just like kind of go back and forth like that. 
mm. which I really do think that we could do. Like, I feel like we brainstorm so well together. Yeah. We do. We pretty, literally plotted my entire book together. We did. We did plot the entire book. I just don't know what it would be like writing one. I think you'd be like, Kayla, this isn't English. <laughs> Kayla, try again. <laughs> I get I get where you're going with this, but like, I just can't understand. Do you have to use the word and this many times? <laughs> no, you know what would probably drive me the most crazy is you don't use punctuation. And... <laughs> and sometimes I read your stuff and I'm like does she know what a comma is or I don't know why I just never really grasped that in school it was a struggle (laughs) for me but I'm not opposed not like to writing together Marissa we we will have to schedule writing time which actually we have writing time and we just keep skipping it (laughs) on the calendar I know, and now that'd be an office, I can't really do writing time. We can, I can do writing time Fridays instead now because I'll work from home on That's Friday. Still. And you have to, you just take off. So how is the toll taking off on Fridays and writing thing going? Oh, it was going good. I didn't write at all this past weekend. Um, I forget what I was doing on Friday. And then on Saturday, my mom and I are binge watching Rain on Netflix so we watched Rain for eight hours on Saturday. I did like season one of that show. I didn't like the rest of it. Did you finish it? I skipped to the end because I wanted to know who, who they ended up with. Um, yeah. We should probably wrap up the podcast. What did I rate it on Goodreads? Hold on. Let me check. I gave it a four out of five. I think that's what I gave it to, but let me just make sure. I gave it a four out of five. Okay. So we're both giving this four out of five. So you like, so I thought you would give it higher because you said you liked it best, but I do want to read more of her books. I'm, I'm a fan for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm nothing to complain. I think it's a really good read. I think it's a really good fun summer read. It was a really quick read. Yeah. Um, very action. For people who like thrillers and like romance, this is like perfect for you. Yeah. For those romance only lovers, this might be a little too anxious for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like go into it expecting it to be a thriller because like I said, when, when Terry got pushed off the cliff or fell accidentally, I literally had to put the book down. Cause I was like, I thought I was reading a romance. What just happened? <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely recommend it also too. I really, I really did just want to live on a ranch after I finished this book. Did you not have that vibe? No, in most books, I want to live where I read them. Like, I, if I read a small town book, I'm moving to a small town tomorrow. Um, I, I mean, we read Saturday New and I was like, maybe I could move to Boston. But, like, I actually did not have a desire to move to the desert after this. It's my whole landlocked issue. Like, I cannot be yeah. landlocked. There was a raging river. Yeah, and they almost died in it. <laughs> yeah, no, this made me want to move to, like, Wyoming or Montana. I mean, or Idaho. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This is Kayla and Marissa. Make sure to tune in next week when we read One Italian Summer by Rebecca Searle. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Book Talks Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Good night. Bye.